0: I just thought it'd be kind of fun um, intro. It was bad. Alright, well... <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. real bad. It, it was fun. A, it
1: was a fun idea, but the execution was bad. That's alright. <laughs> it's
0: good. Moving on here. Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies... And we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and sitting across from here is Daniel. Hello, hello. We have also brought back our good friend Connor. Howdy doody, neighborino. Reno <laughs> Alright. Today we're talking the brand new Men in Black International, starring Chris Hemsworth and a bunch of other people. Tessa Thompson.
1: Oh yeah, her. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and... Let's watch Thor and Valkyrie kick some alien ass. Okay, well,
0: before we get started here, let's talk about what we are drinking today.
1: Yep, this week was Jordan's week to bring in beer. So Jordan, what'd you bring us for Beer and Tell?
0: Well, remember how a couple of weeks ago we brought that EGA IPA in and it ended up being stout?
1: I do, that was a very disappointing day.
0: Well, this time we brought the other can in and it's actually IPA inside of it this time.
1: Oh, thank goodness, because so I love sure. a good old IPA on a sunny day. Yep, I'm just double mm. checking here. Mm. And it's it's <coughs> piss. It smells mm. like piss. <laughs> Not really, but it's uh, pretty good. I'm glad I actually got to try it instead of the stout, the Hensel and Gretel stout. or
0: Yeah, that stuff was good, but. It, w- it, th- it just it was was no wasn't.
1: I- when you're expecting an IPA and you get a stout, it's a little bit of a subverted expectation. Yeah.
0: Well, the, the switch is fine because today is just a really nice warm day, so IPA is perfect for that. But oh, yeah, this yes. stuff is really good. Again, these guys are located up in the uh, Camas, Washington area. So yeah, check them out. Absolutely. Shall we move on here to some movie news?
2: Daniel, what do you got for us? This week...
1: All right. So this week in movie news, I've got a few things on the docket, but we'll start with the two trailers that came out this past week for Frozen and Doctor Sleep. Now the new Frozen trailer comes out. Starts out with like the uh, same shot of Elsa on the beach that we got in the teaser, but there's actually speaking lines through it, and it just uh, still has a dark undertone for the whole trailer. But it's still like it just adds more to it. Like I'm actually really looking forward to seeing this.
0: Yeah, what I like about this trailer is it felt like a second teaser almost. Like they're not giving anything away really. Still, they you hear a voice telling Elsa like, "All right, you need to go on on an adventure to like this land here," but that's really about all we. All we really know about the story. Very I don't know if this will include their parents, like seeing if they're actually dead or not. Who knows? Yeah, it definitely seemed like there was a very, very big dark ominous force coming.
2: Yeah, yeah. and
0: uh, there, there's some good lines in there too. Like, you, you know, we, we always thought Elsa's powers might be too much for this world. Now we fear they might not be enough. Like, right. That was a really cool line I thought put in there. Very cool.
1: I know. It almost sounds like oh. a force of nature is coming. Chilly,
0: Chilly willies.
1: It's very like yeah, they've got a lot of good shots in there. I still love the ocean in these trailers. But, like it just but, looks so good. Yeah. Maybe it's the ocean, darker bro. tone,
0: but like I'm actually pretty excited for Frozen too. <laughs> like, yeah, the first one was great. It was fine and all. I don't I know like little Dude, girls were obsessed with it. I wasn't obsessed with it by that by any means, but Personally
1: man. I like Tangled better than Frozen. But Frozen was still good. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, this this new one just looks so cool so far. And, yeah, not much is given away with either trailer. But, yeah, looking forward to it. Absolutely. What other trailer did you have, to, Daniel?
1: Uh, well, the second one was Doctor Sleep, the sequel to Stephen King's Shining, which, I mean, the book came out in 2013, and now we're seeing a movie this year. Very cool.
0: Yeah, I saw that trailer, and, yeah, once again, they don't give away much. Just kind of show you glimpses of the things, and that, I don't know. It gets me at the end when you hear the Shining theme song go. Yeah. That just gets me excited.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, I, yeah. it wasn't until, like, what, this past year that I actually saw The Shining. <clears throat>
2: hmm. So have so right was it, it. I watched three quarters of it, and then I haven't ever finished it. I don't know what, like, the last half hour is. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So, that's the best part.
2: Yeah.
1: Probably, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I'm interested to see how this goes. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm... I mean, I'm just looking forward to like, you know, dark horror movies coming out actually when they're supposed to in November and September, because we got It Chapter 2 to look forward to in September, and then this in November. So I think it's going to be a good, good fall season for these horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So in relation to Frozen, uh, it had been confirmed that Frozen 2 uh, there is a time jump between the first movie and the second movie, and it's supposed to be three years from the first one. It's not a huge time jump. Like, I don't even know if it would be noticeable if, you know, they didn't confirm that there was a time jump. Uh, we have A Quiet Place 2, which we knew is in development, but it was confirmed that they will be going into the monster's origins. Interesting. Which, I mean, like, I guess that's kind of... I don't know, I like the established world where, like, these things are just here, and you just gotta be quiet or they'll kill you. Like, I like, like, the unknown yeah. about the monsters. It makes them scarier, but, you know...
2: I would be curious to see the origins of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, it'll I be... It'll be I yeah, I, I guess for a sequel that works, I
0: wouldn't have wanted that in the first one. No. I think the first it one would have it's great the way it the is. Yeah.
2: One. Yeah, the suspense definitely made the attraction of the first one, but I think some answers this time around would be fitting.
1: Yeah. For sure, and I don't know. I'm just I'm excited for the second one because I really loved the first one.
2: It was great. Yeah,
1: so I don't when know. When did
0: that come out last year? Uh,
1: 2017, I think. 2017, maybe 2018. I'm not sure. No, I think it was just last
0: year. Was it like April or something of last year? Yeah.
1: Okay, I just remember getting the Blu-ray for Christmas, so probably earlier earlier in 2018. I just
0: remember that was my uh, one of my regrets of last year was not seeing that in theaters. Oh, Because yeah. I saw it on video here at home, and it was amazing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that would have just been that much better in theaters. It was. It was pretty fantastic.
1: Okay. Now the next thing I have is <clears throat> Bloomhouse, House, you know, famous horror, like super cheap horror movies, uh, is favorites. remaking Black Christmas, which is notable <sighs> as being like the first slasher movie. That awesome. <laughs>
2: is such good news.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I have yet to actually see Black Christmas, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited to. I love sl- I mean, slasher movies are probably my favorite horror movies because they're just fun. and
2: Yeah, low, low budget horror movies in general, the cult classics. Yeah,
1: Those I mean, are... I say slashers are my favorites, but at the same time, Evil <clears> Dead series is probably one of my favorite trilogies. That was the other one that I was trying to think of earlier. Did I
2: make you watch that one?
1: No. I mm-hmm. watched the first two by myself, and it took me a while to hunt down the third one.
2: Yeah, because that's always been one of my favorites too. Yeah. I
0: still haven't seen the sequels. That I, I saw the first Evil Dead, but never two or Army of Darkness. Oh, uh,
2: I Ar- got them. Army of Darkness was the first one I watched, and since it basically just rounds up the other two movies, just wraps them up for you in a nice little nutshell in yeah, the beginning.
0: See, I have to see this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have oh. them. I'll lend them to you. Maybe I'll even assign them to you if I could actually fucking win something. <laughs> if, you could, if you could win our competition, <laughs> got to being days. so optimistic. Yes. All right. And uh, next quickie news is Todd Phillips, director of the Joker movie, starring Joaquin Phoenix, confirmed that the movie is rated R. Awesome. Love it. So I, I didn't know about that.
0: Very good news.
1: Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Was. Was Suicide Squad rated R or it was rated PG thirteen? It was PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. They
0: released like an uh, unrated version of it on Blu Ray or something, but it was PG thirteen. Okay, really? Yeah, I gotta watch so that. So I rated guess this one. will
1: be the first DC movie in their like current slate that's has been rated R.
0: I'm all for it. So oh, yeah. yeah, we'll see what That'll they do time. with
1: this Joker movie. That makes me a little bit more excited they're not pulling punches with the Joker.
2: As you should not.
1: Right. right. Exactly. I mean to be fair, though the '90s cartoon, while well, a little kid cartoon, still made the Joker a compelling or vic- er, villain. True. So yeah. it's I don't know. Uh, hopefully, it'll be good. Walking well, we, we get a
0: semi-rendition of that coming up this weekend with the new Chucky, <laughs> voiced by Mark Hamill.
1: Yeah. Um. And the next thing I have is filming for Shazam Two should start filming. Uh. Late spring to early summer of 2020, and that was confirmed by Zachary Levi. Awesome. So we're well, already probably going to be getting a new Shazam by 2021.
0: Cool. Well, hopefully they build upon this world, because looking back, now that it's been a couple months, I feel like the first one was it was okay. It was all right. Had some good moments, but yeah, I could see them expanding in this world and just really making a really fun sequel, but yeah, that's I mean, better than the original.
1: I mean, Shazam, yeah. I remember it fondly just because like, I had a lot of... like. A lot more fun than normal watching a superhero movie in a mm-hmm. while. I mean, like, yeah, they're always fun, but I don't know. I just noticed myself having more fun in that one. So I'm excited to see a sequel, and I did really like Zachary Levi. Yeah, he was good. Um, and then I have a rumor that casting for that Fantastic Four movie coming out in 2020, that Marvel is eyeing John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storm. Cool. Mm. Now, that... And now, is that oh, 2020 and, uh,
0: or 2022?
1: 2022. Because we had this talk last time. Yeah. It's supposed to be 2022, be and also Liam Hemsworth as the Human Torch, which means all of the Hemsworths will be in Marvel movies. Oh, that's funny. Nice. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's pretty interesting, and I guess there's a little more credence to this since uh, Emily Blunt was originally Marvel Marvel's choice for uh, Black Widow. Yeah, hmm. but unfortunately the unfortunate circumstance, she had a movie contract and the movie that prevented her from joining the MCU as it got kicked off was Gulliver's Travel with Jack Black. Oh, no. <laughs> she was just, she was locked into a contract. Oh, no. I feel like I heard that's that at one brutal. time, but oh, that's funny. Yeah. But hey, Emily Blunt, still great actress in a oh, lot yeah. of good movies. I, which, I, I, I mean, it's arguable because she's, she's in a lot of good movies that she got to do instead of being tied down to a bunch of MCU movies. So it's, yeah, it's give and yeah. take there, but yeah. So she is rumored with her husband John Krasinski to be the two star leads in. Well, hey, well that'd be cool. Maybe there'd be some four. real. Oh, never mind. Chemistry.
0: Yeah, never mind. Oh wait, no. You're. Right. I was thinking of wait. No, they're brother or sister. But no, that's Sue. That's Sue and. And t- torch, in torch yeah. yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, know. maybe there's some real chemistry between them. I'm like, wait a minute, oh, uh, they brother and sister. Never mind. Like, oh, wait, Dad, wait, weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So,
2: with some interesting role play. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, I'm excited. I would like to see that Fantastic Four. I arguably we haven't gotten a good one yet.
0: Still refuse have watched the 2015 one. I just heard it was god awful.
1: Like I said, if I win one, I'll probably make you watch something terrible. You bastard. <laughs> I'll, I'll just have to flip a coin between uh, that new Fantastic Four Suicide well, Squad. it's coming further
0: that. up the list now, Daniel. Ugh. You better be careful.
1: All right. Got well, that one in my back pocket ready to assign you. All right. Well, well that's, that's uh, all the movie
0: news I have this week. Okay. Well, thanks, Daniel. Yeah, good stuff there. Yeah, those trailers were awesome. Looking forward to both those movies. Absolutely. Well, let's move on here to Weekly Look Back and talk about other things we've seen throughout the week. You got two things you said? I've got yes. three. So, Connor, would you like to add anything? Why don't, you, why don't you go first, if you have anything? Or, you know, if you want to think about it for a little bit, too, I can... Yeah, give me her. some time to think about it. I don't okay. know if I have anything else. Well, to I'll go first. Head. So, last week, I saw a movie from 1987 in the theater called Spaceballs. Hmm. <laughs> Written and directed by Mel Brooks, starring Mel Brooks, Rick Moranis, John Candy, and Bill Pullman. And I gotta say... This movie was not as funny as I remember it being. Mm, I mean, comedy
2: historically it does, does not age well. It doesn't age well. well
0: I, I, yeah, I know comedy changes over the years all the time. But like, yeah. I, I I've only seen this movie like probably once ever, and I was probably like fifteen at the time when I saw it.
1: That's the perfect age to watch it. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't I don't know. I watched neighbor.
0: it watching it this many years later, like twenty years later. I was just like, man. I mean, I kind of chuckled here and there at a couple moments, but overall. Everything was just so lame. It's a really great movie to have on in the background when you're doing something else, right? <laughs> and I don't remember it being so low budget either. Like this is like super cheese low budget. Oh
1: yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't remember. It's been. I've watched Spaceballs a lot, but I haven't seen it in a in years. Probably. A, five, six years, maybe longer than that. Yeah, I
0: mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not calling it a terrible movie, it's just not nearly as funny as I remember it being. There's still some parts of Chuckle, like one of my favorite parts is still at the end when the alien pops out of the guy's chest and then starts singing that frog song. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that yeah. still cracks me up there.
1: Check please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, he has some good bits, but yeah, it's, it's probably played out at this point.
0: Daniel, what's something you saw this
1: week? All right, well, the first thing I watched Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet because they just recently put it on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um yeah, you can
0: check out our full review on it.
1: Yeah, you can even check out our full review on it. But, yeah, I, I, I just saw it on Netflix, and I'm like, yeah, I want to watch something I don't necessarily have to pay a ton of attention to, but I you know enjoyed it in the theater, so I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that again. And I still really enjoyed it. Like, I still stand by it. It's not as good as the first one, but it's definitely a, a pretty good sequel.
0: Cool. But you say second time around still. Yeah, I think enjoyable. it's still good.
1: Like I wasn't like, oh, this actually sucks. No, it still holds up. I like it. That's
0: good. Okay, so I got a movie I saw here, another one I saw in theaters. You talked about it one or two episodes back. Now it's my turn. Rocket Man written by Lee Hall and directed by Dexter Fletcher, starring Taryn Egerton as Elton John, Jamie Bell, Richard Madden, Bryce Dallas Howard, and a bunch of others. Gross. Hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna yeah. Just start off by saying I really enjoyed this movie. Just everything from the acting to the music, of course, to just the cinematography. I thought everything was so well done in this movie.
1: Yeah, you know, I de- I the, something that just threw me off when we I watched it the first one because I was thinking like going in straight biopic. And it starts out with like a musical number. And I'm like, oh, cool. So it's a musical. I didn't even know that. And then it just teeter tossed between biopic and musical numbers. What I gotta say, the highlights are probably in retrospect, like the musical numbers, especially. I think my favorite one was when he, I forget the guy's name, his manager, but he's like teaching him like what all the things like your fame can buy. And he go through all of those. Like, I don't know. I really like that one.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm trying to blind to which song they use for that part. But yeah, I I like this a lot. I mean uh Taron Egerton, I mean, wow. I mean, talk about um coming a long way from Robin Hood last year.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's why I'm trying out a better script, I guess, too.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's got he's got some range. Yeah, no. He, well, and what's great about this, so like what let's I mean, everyone's going to be comparing this to Bohemian Rhapsody, so let's just do it. You got Bohemian Rhapsody where uh
1: Rami, Rami Malik. Yeah. yeah
0: where you have him lip syncing a lot of the stuff uh, but I don't know there, There's so with this they I mean I know all of it's like pre-recorded but with this it's it's uh, Taron Egerton singing all of this like it's yeah. not Elton John's music dubbed over everything it's Taron Egerton singing so yeah I just thought that was really, really cool his voice is pretty on point for the most part to Elton John especially like his performing and live audience kind of voice wow. that that was really cool but yeah, there's just so many good things and good moments in this movie. Like one of my favorite moments was when he falls in the pool and he and his younger self are at the bottom of the pool singing Rocket Man.
1: Yeah, that was very, that's a really good just sequence. Just visually
0: and everything was just so cool. Uh, just, I'm trying to think, I loved his relationship with his parents, like seeing that unfold. Yeah. Uh, it's like his mother and everything. I, I forget who played her, but like she was great, I thought.
1: Yeah, I know. And his dad's like reunion is heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, like
0: especially that scene. I don't want to give too much away, but like that scene when he goes to visit him in older age, and yep. he's got his new kids with him, and you can tell he like shows them affection, and you know never has for Elton. It's just it it, it it's really heartbreaking to watch that stuff. Hmm. But yeah, I, I thought the that's one thing I love about this movie though is I thought they got to the core of stuff so good. Yeah, They did a really good job with this. I mean,
1: they started out right away chipping away at the facade of Elton John. Yeah. <laughs>
0: really have to see that film though oh yeah. it's it's worth checking out for sure I, I would actually like to go see this again myself
1: yeah i know i saw the rhapsody twice in theaters i might see Rock just because i was kind of <laughs> lukewarm on it because i guess i think it's just because i didn't know i was confused when i first watched it because it kind of flip-flopped between the two genres of biopic and musical so i think i would enjoy it a lot more a second time
0: And yeah now that i know what to expect i think i, I feel like i would as well too but, yeah. yeah, I just thought it was so good. It was just fun, too. Like, all the music. I love Ellen John's music. I think my only disappointment was that there was no Philadelphia Freedom. That's one of my favorite Ellen John songs. That that song didn't make it into the movie.
1: Yeah, but there's still a lot of good stuff. And uh, I don't know. It is cool that Taron Egerton actually can sing. Yeah, and
0: I, I enjoyed the back and forth, too, between his story of him growing up and then rehab. Yeah, Like, going back and forth between those two. What I thought would have been a great ending would be, you know, he's coming out of rehab and his manager walks up to him and is like, hey, good to see you back on your, you know, glad to see you're back on your feet now. Got something for you. Disney is looking for someone to record new songs for their new animated movie. Something about a lion. How cool Mm -hmm. would that have been for an ending? That (laughs) would have been pretty fun. (laughs) I don't know where that falls on the timeline of things as far as like that time in rehab and the lion king but like how cool would that have been <laughs> that would have been pretty great i think that, have been cool. that would have been so awesome but yeah definitely if you're thinking about checking out go check it out it's i think even worth... if you're
1: not an elton john fan because i wouldn't consider myself an elton john fan but it's still very enjoyable
0: yeah oh definitely go check it out in theaters like it's definitely worth seeing on the big screen mm-hmm. and yeah my god my, my screening was a little there so there's like i don't know there's a few guys that were up in the corner and they laughed at the weirdest parts. Mm-hmm. They like when he said, when he went to the pool, he's like, "All right, now I'm gonna kill myself," and falls in the pool. As soon as he hit w- hits water, every, the guys back there were like, ah! <laughs> "I'm
1: like, really? That's weird. I'm like what? It sounds weird." But then again, we were the only you. All of our. Your siblings when we went to go see Coco together. this is different. (laughs) That I know that was actually funny. Different. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. No, and then when he's having his heart attack, they started laughing. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you people? They're clearly not fans. (laughs) I just it was so bizarre, but yeah. But I had a good time though. It was fun seeing it in theaters. I would definitely say, yeah, check it out, Rocket Man.
1: For sure, definitely a theater experience.
0: Daniel, I believe you were assigned a movie.
1: Yes, I was assigned a movie, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. And might I say, they sell, like, uh, what's the guy's name? Jordan something. Jordan something, yes. Uh, The (laughs) Wolf of Wall Street. That guy, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Pretty good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, The three hours went by pretty fast. I mean, it kind of gets you in just, like, how smooth of a talker he is. So I remember this is my second attempt at watching this movie. I actually started... I, The first time I tried watching it before I realized it was three hours, I got to about the point where we met Jonah Hill. And that was it. So maybe half an hour. But so this time, just watching it yeah, all the way through, I... not
2: nearly enough time to get into it. No, I
1: mean, like, I really enjoyed it. Um, Jordan
0: Belfort, that's his name. Yeah,
1: I'm and excited. it's just kind of cool. Like, I mean... I guess it was based on a book that he himself wrote and so like cuz the movie kind of like glorifies this drug addicted egomaniac like a god like deifies him I guess is the word I'm looking for and it would kind of make sense that if he wrote a book about himself that's how he would do it.
2: Oh yeah, especially if he was writing about himself and his drug use during yeah, you know, 70s
0: and 80s. Yeah. I'm I'm overdue to watch this, It's probably been 3 years since I watched it. But yes scorsese you know he's one of those directors that like some directors like they reach a certain point and they just kind of i don't know they're just their quality of movies just start going downhill
2: yeah they find their niche and they ride it till retirement
0: like i feel like it happened with
1: uh shit arguably spielberg
0: (laughs) no not even spielberg Um, i'm thinking more uh, i said arguably i don't think you're
2: wrong
1: (laughs) That being said, I like Ready Player One a lot more than most people.
2: <laughs> it's a fantastic movie. That it kind of touches Ridley Sc- on all Jeez. of uh, Ridley Scott. Yeah. Yes. The nerd well, the points. exception
0: of The Martian, I feel like post Gladiator his movies have gone downhill. Then I mean he did come around and give us The Martian, but overall that's kind of one thing I think he kind of like hit his peak and it's just kind of been downhill for the most part since then, same with like Oliver Stone. So, but yeah you know Scorsese to be at the age he's at to be putting out movies like this is just it's cool that's why I'm still looking forward to The Irishman coming out here this fall The
1: Irishman and he's even in Quentin Tarantino's um, um, <laughs> almost at midnight in Hollywood Once Upon a Time in Hollywood talking to Brad Pitt <laughs> which was pretty awesome um, but yeah no I really like this movie a lot I'm kind of remiss that I never saw this in theaters uh, that would have been awesome there were a few, like there are a few stumbles like I guess like it goes like covers a a good chunk of this guy's life I I don't remember exactly like like at least 10 years of this guy's life there is like one song choice when I think him and Margot Robbie are like sailing on their yacht that's playing Everlong by the Foo Fighters and that was just a song choice that I didn't think fit in with every other song that they played <laughs> right but <laughs> a little off track but... that was the only thing that kind of made me go wait uh, what maybe, year maybe, is this supposed to personal. be <laughs> I don't know. but no other than that like I, I really enjoyed the movie what? I love Brad Pitt's character not Brad Pitt uh DiCaprio's character of just you know smooth talking salesman who just enough is never enough for this guy to the point where he gets off scot-free and decides to say fuck it I'm gonna play the odds and he loses but
0: real bad what'd you think of the uh, scene where it's what he thinks happened versus what actually happened with him taking his car home. <laughs> the car I thought that, on, on the lemons.
2: Oh, my God. That was my
0: favorite scene. I
1: thought that was hilarious. We just like, miraculously, I made it home. Then they walk him out. Without He's a scratch. Like, Were you driving today? <laughs> See, it's just totally messed up. And then it sees him like run into a golf cart, running to some other car on the way back. I'm like, that was pretty hilarious. Just
2: I, smashing into everything. Yeah, the way that did. Oh, man. That
0: was Yeah, so I, I need to rewatch this. I'm, I'm overdue. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So good. I would, but it, would this recommend. week is Toy Story week for me.
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: Yeah, I watched I watched the first one this week, but I'm going to I'm going to say Toy Story talk for when we do Toy Story next week.
1: I know we're both I mean, well, by the time Toy Story comes out, you've already watched all three. Oh, I will have.
0: All right, Connor, mm-hmm. is there anything you saw this week that you yeah. want to share? Um, I mean, I
2: rewatched Young Frankenstein. <laughs> <I> s- <laughs> Still have um, never seen that
0: actually. It's pretty
2: pretty fantastic for Good Mel Brooks movie. (laughs) I need
1: to re-watch that because the one time I watched it was with you. Yeah. And we were super hungover and I threw oh, up yeah. in the middle of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I should probably watch it because I wasn't in the proper state to enjoy it. Yeah, no, it's better
2: f- to watch that movie inebriated rather than post inebriation.
1: Fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, that was uh that was not a good day, so I remember yeah. that movie not so well. Yeah, it's kind
2: of <laughs> slow, but I mean it's got his corny quirky moments and I I enjoyed it a lot cuz it's something you can again, just kind of have on in the background because it's pretty long too for an older movie. Yeah. So it, it, it will stay on in the background for quite some time. But yeah, I've been working on trying to make a list of all of the, like, classic monster movies and, like, cheesy slasher flicks and all those, just because I love, like, cult classics. Well, and invite us over. We'll come watch and, them with you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to, like, build a physical collection of those so I well, have them. Because
0: Yeah, so I saw for the first time yeah. one or two years ago, Friday the 13th, the first one, the very first one that ever came out. So saw yeah. for the first time ever, like, one or two years ago, they're going to be playing the third one in 3D coming up here, I think, next month. And I'm going to watch the second one before,
1: but yeah. Oh, the yeah. 3D. That's going to be awesome. Like 1980s 3D. I want to so know yeah. Yeah, I want to like know what old awesome. school 3D looks like. They're
0: also they're, it's so doing the Creature of awesome. the
1: Black Lagoon, I think the next month in 3D as well. well. That's like in a week or two. In a week?
0: Oh. Yeah, week. that's coming up. That bitch. one's going to be in 3D? Mm-hmm. Dude.
1: We like got 1954 see it. 3D. We no, gotta we got to go. It. I want to see what these old oh, school yeah. movies
0: look like in 3D. Like it must, it's got to be just, it's gonna be fun.
2: <laughs> it's gonna give you a headache, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, it's so awesome though. <laughs> It'll be I feel like it I though. can't tell if it's the beer or the glasses. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's gonna be great. Oh, that's good. All well, righty. Definitely put that on your calendar.
0: Send me an invite. Well, I've got one more film here, and then we'll get going. So I saw another documentary this week on Netflix. This one came out in 2017. It's called Abducted in Plain Sight, directed by Sky Borgman. So what this centers around is a, I think, they, I believe they are a Mormon family in Idaho. It centers around them and their relationship with their neighbor down the street, who I believe goes to the same church, like part of the same community as they are in. He's married with wife and kids, and you know these, this couple have I think three daughters. Anyway. This guy develops a fascination for their oldest daughter at the age of nine. Well, that doesn't sound creepy as hell. Nope. Nope. So I'm going to, I'm actually going to play uh, the opening. I just want you to hear the opening dialogue of this real quick.
2: She was a beautiful little girl, very bright and very lively.
1: She smiled brightly at me, and as she smiled, there were definite dimples in both cheeks. My heart went out to her. I walked up to her, put my arm around her and drew her close to me, and held her tight. She looked up at me, her eyes beaming. And I knew that I had found a little girl that I was searching for. Well, I already need a shower. Wow, yeah, yeah. for real. Um, and this m- is one that I've heard about uh, a lot. And it's, you know, in the true crime gra- drama, which is my playground. But it's something going, like, things happening to children just is one of the things that I can't.
0: It's, uh, it, it's so disturbing. And So here's what makes me so mad about all this is... Oof. So he, he kind of, you know, wins the family over, you know, and, you know, just your neighbor, you think he's a good guy, and they hang out and barbecues and things like that, right? right. And, yeah, I mean... Just doing he, the
2: neighborly thing. You play with
0: the kids, you know, you throw a ball back and forth with the kids. I mean, who... Right? I mean, nobody really is paying much attention to that. Well, yeah, anyway, he develops, like you can hear, that fascination for the oldest daughter when she was only the age of nine. And Gross. things, yeah, take off from there to where it gets to a point where... He abducts her and takes her to Mexico, tries to marry her. And she eventually comes back. And there's the parents, you know, at first are like, no, we're not going to talk to you anymore. But eventually, like, he works his way back into their life. And there's parts where, um, I forget if this is before or after the first abduction, where he is telling the parents, like, you know, like, I've been going to therapy. My therapist said, like. It would be good for me like let's say my anxiety if i you know like laid in bed next to your daughter and you know just like listen to my like meditation tape or something like that Ugh. and the parents are like oh yeah yeah no if if your therapist says so then sure yeah
1: yeah go go lay down in bed next to our daughter this is my hot take you're a bad fucking parent oh <laughs> dude th- if you no watch this th- this
0: is the whole thing of the- my whole thing at the end of this was like how dumb slash naive are these goddamn parents like they made me so mad watching this. Like, everything seemed like red flag, red flag, red flag. It just seems so obvious to us as a viewer. But, like, I don't know. But,
1: like, I don't care the how... The power of persuasion, I guess? Yes, I don't and know. I don't
0: care how... But still, I don't
1: yeah, care maybe how much... he
2: was a lot more convincing than...
0: I don't... Still, I don't care how friendly I... you are. You're not sleeping in bed with my daughter. I don't care, again, how nice you are and how we get along go to the same church. I don't care. You're not getting nope. in bed with my daughter. Fuck no,
1: especially not after you abducted her and took her to Mexico. Was that even like? I I forget
0: which part of the story that happens right before, right after. Because there's there's two different abductions. One when she was like really young. and One like twelve, where she's gone for weeks on end. Here's the thing, though. They didn't press charges because when they got back from Mexico, they found her. She just the daughter's like, no, nothing happened. Like I'm I'm good.
1: Fuck that! You got kidnapped. You're a dumb kid. You don't know you got kidnapped. Right. I mean everything (laughs) everything's crazy, but like.
0: what led them to sleep together too was like he would play tapes that sounded like aliens to her saying like you know you've been chosen and this is the mission like you two need to like sleep together in order to save mankind essentially oh my god just brainwashed it's It's, it's, it's just it's crazy to watch but again you, you watch this and you're just nothing but anger towards those parents you're just like how dumb are you that's it, It's crazy, but it's definitely, It's I would say check it out. It is worth seeing. It's going to make your skin crawl, but it's it gonna is. going to ruin a day is what it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> it, it's still worth seeing. Yeah. Oh, gosh, though. But, so ugh.
1: watch it on a Monday, because Mondays suck anyway. Exactly. Right.
2: It's not going to take much away from your day. Oh, gosh,
0: yeah. it's, uh
1: Be like, how was your Monday? Felt a little rapey, but it's <laughs> Tuesday now. <laughs> oh, Jesus, oh, it, it was
2: a
0: little purple. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's just it's nuts. I mean, this guy ends up having an affair with the mother, like, and this is after he's abducted their daughter. Afterwards,
1: what kind of Stockholm syndrome bullshit is this?
0: You just have to watch it and find out. But yeah, I'm I'm just gonna leave it at that. I don't want to give too much away to everybody. But definitely, so one thing that I liked about this documentary, that and then I'll, that's the the director did here was. It's not just talking heads telling their story. I mean, we interview everybody in her family. Jane, her two sisters, her parents, uh, the guy's brother. Uh, we So we interview. They're the main ones that get interviewed throughout this. An FBI agent that was on the case back in this. And this happened mid-70s, too. So an FBI agent that was back then helping the family. Uh, they're the main ones that get interviewed. But what's kind of cool to keep you engaged is they reenact on what looks like old 70s film footage and they kind of reenact moments and things like that of what's the story being told. Oh, cool. So it kind of keeps you engaged as a watcher. That's pretty interesting. Good. What is this it, documentary called? It's called Abducted in Plain Sight. Okay. So yeah. yeah, it's on Netflix, streaming. Check it out.
1: Okay. I mean, I might not, because I like the fun true crime, like murder and stuff. <laughs> like murder. Not, <laughs> <laughs> not this child. Stuff. Ugh.
0: No, it, it's disturbing as hell. Yeah, it sounds like oh, it.
2: Makes me real uncomfortable.
0: Moving on here, let's start getting into our movie of the week. <laughs> uh, here come the men in black.
1: It's the MIBs. Ugh, here come the MIBs. Here come the Men in black. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Men, men in black. black. Men in black.
0: In black. okay yes this week we are talking men in black international here written by matt holloway and art markham who these guys i guess have done a couple things together writing project wise they did punisher warzone
1: transformers 5
0: christ <laughs> but there is one good thing in their credit they wrote the first iron man with rob Downey jr what the fuck really? happened
1: guys I don't know, yeah. You made history, and then you decided to be unbelievably fine. Started out rough with (laughs) with
0: Punisher, (laughs) then rose with Iron Man, then back downhill from there, it looks like. But yeah, directed by F. Gary Gray, who he's actually got a pretty good history I was looking at. He did Friday, The Negotiator, The Italian Job, Mm -hmm. Be Cool, Law Abiding Citizen, Straight Out of Compton, just a couple years ago, and Fate of the Furious.
1: Okay. So, I've only seen The Italian Job out of all those, which. One of my, my
2: all time favorite my, car films. My like.
1: dumb. Like, I love heist movies and I love The Italian Job, but it's like more nostalgic than anything because I don't even think it's a good movie, probably. I haven't seen it in a while.
2: I've watched it recently and it still holds up pretty okay. I haven't seen it again. It's probably been okay. 15 years since I think I've seen it. The worst part about it is the fact that it's got Nick Cage in it, but.
1: The Italian Job.
2: Oh, not the Italian. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of Gone in 60 Seconds. I was like, yeah. I got yeah. Just around.
1: Yeah. Which also is a dumb, fun movie That yeah. I <laughs> Both
2: of them are very fun, though.
1: Yeah. Anyway. All right. So this guy has a interesting directorial history.
0: Yeah. To say the I least. I mean, I'd say overall, he's done pretty good. I mean, I've seen at least half of these, and they were good just a couple yeah. of years ago. I mean, people were pra- praising straight out of Compton.
1: Yeah, I ne- still have not seen that.
2: Me neither. Yeah, I heard nothing but good things, but I was, like, busy, I guess.
1: (laughs) I know, that was in my dark ages when I wasn't seeing movies. Like, when I just saw a movie, like, every six months or something. Jeez, that is dark ages. Yeah. It wasn't until MoviePass got me back in, and then I got out of MoviePass, and I'm still in, though. Awesome.
0: (laughs) All right, well, so, yeah. We're back now with Men in Black International. So, this time around, we're joined by the beer drinker from Endgame, Bianca from Creed, and the dad from Taken. They <laughs> they face a new threat. Alien twins! Which, oddly enough, kind of remind me of the twins from The Matrix Reloaded a little bit.
2: Yeah, a lot of bit in the way that they were incredibly uneventful. <laughs> yeah, right. <With> no
1: emotion. <laughs> or maybe yeah. even the twins from Hellboy 2. A little bit, yeah. Except yeah. for that has a twist on its own. Yeah. So,
0: anyway. All right, but... Will our new heroes be able to protect the Earth from the scum of the universe without the aid of the Fresh Prince and Two-Face? Find out.
1: Oh, Christ, Tommy Lee Jones, I forgot you were a horrible (laughs) (laughs) Two-Face.
0: But yeah, so, yeah, Men in Black International, here it is. When did the third one come out? 2012 or something like that? Yeah, somewhere
1: right around there. Right around there.
0: I guess I'll start off with some initial thoughts here. My, My history with the Men in Black franchise, I saw the original 1997 one back back in the day in theaters i mean i was probably like maybe came out the summer between junior high and high school but yeah i was uh what 15 or something at the time 14 went and saw it thought it was great loved it i uh, watched you know i had it on vhs and that was one i, you know, I didn't watch it, like all the time but every now and then i would pop it in and watch it yeah. so yeah i thought the first one was great second one came out in 2002 i saw it in theaters And I haven't seen it since. Not to say it was a bad movie. I just never have seen it again for some reason. I thought I was going to watch them all this in the last week, but that just didn't happen. No. I was too busy watching Abducted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Arguably might have been a better movie. And
0: Spaceballs. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I don't don't know. So I, I never got around to seeing the third one. I wanted to, but just never got around to seeing it. But here we are with the fourth. I guess when I first saw a trailer drop for this, I was like, eh, didn't really do it for me. Looks pretty unnecessary. They put out another trailer, and actually the second trailer kind of sold me. I'm like, okay, you know what this actually looks like? Could be a good, fun movie. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth, like the guy. He's great. Tessa Thompson, I like her. I mean, I loved her in the Creed movies, and she's good as Valkyrie. I really like her in Ragnarok. Yeah. She never had much to do in Endgame, but in Ragnarok, she was awesome. So, yeah, I'm a fan of her, as well as Rebecca Ferguson and Liam Neeson and Emma Thompson. I like them all. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, all these good characters all these good actors in one movie. This could be fun, and I do like the idea of expanding the MIB universe from just a, like a New York setting to like all like global, and having a you know place in like L.A. or Paris. I thought that was kind of cool. But going in, uh, so yeah, my expectation for kind of in the middle. I didn't think it was gonna be like absolute trash. I'm like, I'm like, this guy should be pretty fun. Then, but I don't know. I guess I gotta say I was a little let down. And the overall, I just thought the movie was, meh. It was alright. Didn't suck, but it wasn't like amazing fun. I was a little slow at different points, and yeah, I I gotta say, day later, I mean, it's it's gonna be probably not on my rewatch list much. But yeah, yeah I guess so. That's my general thoughts on it. Connor, what, how about you? Um, I mean, first off, I think um,
2: Chris Hemsworth and uh, uh what is her name? <laughs> Tessa Thompson Tessa Thompson Thompson. Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson they clearly have good chemistry as you know in their professional careers um working in in the MCU and then this movie Uh, they work really well together I think it was uh, a really good dynamic they brought that um experienced player in the MIB with the newbie aspect aspect really well did a wonderful job there um My history with Men in Black is very nostalgic. I loved those movies growing up. Uh, Not as much the third one. That one was not so hot in my opinion. That's where I think they started to stretch the, the franchise right there is with that third one. The second one, not as good as the first one, obviously, but I still really enjoyed it. I loved the scene when Will Smith goes to the post office to recover Tommy Lee. And he's gotta like prove <laughs> that aliens exist by exposing all of the <laughs> the postal workers in the office. Oh, as aliens, I remember that. Now. Which was <laughs> yeah, just one of the funniest scenes ever. Um, but yeah, obviously, does he kind of like make some being, noises or something like that? Like, yeah, because there's the the one postal worker where like basically their language is like beatboxing, and then there's the. Uh, little skinny one with like the six arms that was inside of the sorting machine and he was throwing the mail into all the slots. <laughs> yeah. It I was just it right Gosh, good yeah. good times there. But yeah, I mean, obviously, two and three not as good as number one. Number one just had real impacts in the way that it introduced the series um, to the world with, you know, all the, the various aliens and a, a whole different take on on you know our relationship with the universe and how it can be put into a movie format. And it was really interesting, super funny. Will Smith just cracking all the best jokes. Good times. Him and his, his body humor. It, it worked wonderfully. I think that maybe the franchise didn't need a reboot, but I still appreciate it as a viewer. I really enjoyed it. I think there's still so much more they could do with the universe that they've created and I, I thought it had a lot of fun nods to the old ones. so overall,
0: I enjoyed it. All right Daniel, what's your just general thoughts here like kind of your history too with the franchise?
1: Well going in I'm like I said I, d- I didn't end up rewatching any of them and I still remember the first one pretty well like I don't remember the second one at all. And I do remember the third one uh, being better than I expected it to be. But I also haven't rewatched that since it came out. So, like, I mean, like, I remember, like, you know, just enjoying these movies for what they are. Just, like, fun little romps with aliens. And, again, weird thing about movies that came out in the 90s, seemingly always spawned a cartoon. Like, there was a Men in Black cartoon based off of the first movie that was really cool. Just, like, with God... Like Matthew Broderick's Godzilla, that was trash, but had oh an gosh. awesome cartoon. I well, forgot because yeah, ever had a cartoon. All
2: about the children yeah. at that point in history. So well, I, re- I feel like everything had kids. a cartoon back
0: then. Beetlejuice had a cartoon. Yes, yeah. I've never seen that. Ace Ventura even had a cartoon. Back <laughs> I remember in the day. that one. Aladdin had a cartoon. Wasn't there was there a Lion King one or just a bunch of sequels? There mm-hmm. definitely
1: was. I think there was definitely a Lion King one. I can't remember was specifically. There? I mean, there definitely was years later.
0: They they, they may just had a bunch of bad sequels. I, I don't know, but yeah, Oh, there's another. Oh, the mask didn't that have a cartoon too? I think so. Yeah. Ghostbusters For, had it, a cartoon. A short run. Which, yeah. uh, Ghostbusters though, awesome cartoon. Yeah. That I was so, that I was not allowed to watch though. What? <laughs> doesn't even talk make to sense. our mother. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Ghosts, it's is, a ghosts, cult. ghosts, in the title. <laughs>
1: demons. No, they're ghosts, mom. They're demons. It's a cult. Anyway so yeah so i don't like they're not like my favorite nostalgic movies but i did enjoy them uh for what they were and you know i still remember them fondly for the most part so going into this i was just like okay like you said the first trailer was like eh. The second trailer was a lot better and i'm like okay this looks like it's actually just gonna be fun you know fun romp and then we get to the movie and i'm like oh I thought, like, for the most part, uh, going in, I was like, Chris Hemsworth's charisma is probably what is going to be the backbone of this movie. That was my expectation. And I'm like, like, that wasn't, for me, that wasn't even enough to, like, make me really enjoy the movie. Agreed. Like, I think the character, it just... Yeah, it didn't I all come together. His like char- I was charisma it,
0: meter. He, so Chris Hemsworth has great charisma, but his charisma meter was a little lower this time. Yeah, it like actually kind
1: of feels like he phoned it in a little bit. Yeah, same like thing they, with like uh,
0: either, Tessa Thompson. Either he dialed
2: it back, or maybe the the writing was restrictive, or or well, something. I, I think part of it's just the writing, he, like. He's so I got we'll get into wonderful like, like improvisational skills. Oh yeah, um, especially
1: if you watch any interview with Chris Hemsworth. He's like lights up the room.
2: Oh yeah, he's a funny guy and he's he's good at that improvisational comedy which um, I don't think he really had the opportunity to do much I- of in this scenario cuz each scene that he was in wasn't like super in depth and conversational or anything and there wasn't a lot of pause or or You know, like like catch up breaks in the conversation. I mean, overall script wise, I thought the
0: script was pretty bad for the most part.
2: I did not think it was awful. There wasn't a lot of like say substance. Terrible, but but
0: yeah, it was missing substance. That I don't know. I uh,
1: think I don't
2: think they developed as much of a connection as Will Smith and Tommy Lee did because, like, like by the end of the movie, like the original. The first Men in Black movie, like you could tell, like there was a shift in their relationship. Yeah. At the end, like maybe a little bit in this new one, but not quite as much
0: as. Oh, I feel movie. like. Well, and I feel like overall, and maybe it's the writing that Hemsworth and Thompson, as far as they're like, you know, Agent K, or excuse me, Agent H and Agent M, their chemistry just wasn't there for me. No, like yeah. that's
1: the thing because we've seen their chemistry work on screen already. So the fact that it didn't work at all. Because like I mean
0: uh, towards the end, spoiler alert, he's kind of eyeballing her like, oh, she's got to go back over there and I'm going to be stationed over here. But I, like, I didn't feel anything for it. I didn't feel like he really was feeling that. Cause yeah, like, I
2: think it was maybe they were trying to focus on her shift in priority because they had kind of made the point early in the movie that she didn't have any kind of focus on a love life her focus was career based and her career of choice obviously being becoming you know a part of the of but so White. she's a Capricorn but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes <laughs> um, but yeah so i think that's what they were trying to do in that situation was make that about her priority shift and going you know her experience here has has shifted her focus from trying to learn all the secrets of the universe mm-hmm. to you know, maybe there is an opportunity for love in the future here. Yeah, that's my my hot take. Was, it, was yeah.
0: that enough story arc though for her character? I I don't know because I'll be honest, it's, it drove me nuts how easy she slipped into the system and like got accepted. Like that just seemed too easy. Yeah, well, they kind of just like skimmed I mean, but, right over the top of that
2: whole process.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like I mean, like, you kind of have to do that because I'm like, what do you? I don't want thirty minutes of her trying to like convince them that she's good enough. No, but I mean, what about that scene
2: in the original Men in Black where he goes and takes that test and they made a whole comical series out of that. And he got recruited.
0: Like, they were looking for somebody like him for this whole, like, I found you, so therefore, I mean, am I supposed to just walk into any job and be like, I found you, so hire me.
1: Well, I mean, to be fair, it's Uh, a super secretive job and no one else finds it. I mean, mean, the the point was, but why why not just erase her
0: brain and kick her out? Like,
1: because she made an impression <laughs> that's, yeah, I don't know. that's an essentially impression. I mean like they even convinced. they even she made her like in the or the uh, well the uh, so somebody says a passing comment to the like the lady director of the US branch but she's just like you know back in the old days we would have recruited her you know yeah. someone like her so I'm like okay so obviously I don't know like she, at least she gets put in like a probationary period I don't know. I don't know like I don't mind that that they skim right early yeah. just because
2: I I mean I think like to to your comment about why not just you know wipe her brain and kick her out? It's like she did find them, she did show a little bit of promise and some drive in that aspect, and that she had dedicated a lot of her life but to it. I'd, ra- so I'd rather I'd the, rather the whole movie just start
0: though with her just like day one of the jo- on the job Just right, start there as far
2: as the movie goes. But I think contextually, like they have the power to wipe her brain at any point. Yeah. So what is the harm in giving her a shot?
1: Which, see, to she be could fair, I an think. An incredible
2: the, agent. If she doesn't, wipe her brain, kick her back on the street. Whatever.
1: Well, yeah. That's how my thing was like, all right, well, she found us. We'll see. Because, yeah, because I think they're a little brain-nearly. Like, it's not like the last 24 hours. Like, I remember at the end of the first one, he's like, days, years, like, you can wipe like, oh, yeah. a whole chunk out of somebody's life.
2: Oh, yeah. So. And I mean. Agent uh, Agent K did that in the original one. Wiped himself out exactly like, all the way yep. back to before Men in Black, and then he was working. <laughs> all you're 25 things.
0: again. Like, wait, wait, why do I look 50 in the mirror?
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, cool. see, that's the thing is like they can they can like
1: implant ideas.
2: Yeah, they can. Oh, what's the word for that? Like people become super impressionable after they've been wiped. So like they can just suggest something. So you can just wipe their. 20 last 20 years and be like this whole time you've been a post office worker yeah <laughs> then he's like okay
0: yeah perfect yeah I, I don't know i mean it's fine the movie it's so yeah the movie gets going she you know she's accepted and she's like all right you're gonna be working with this guy and you know we meet agent h which is chris hemsworth and i liked i liked him overall again he didn't have the full chris hemsworth charisma going but i yeah. still like i do like that opening sequence of Where we meet him, he's playing the card game with those folks. Yeah, I thought that scene was kind of cool, and the the part of that that made me laugh the most was probably when he's dying and that other guy's dying, and like the girl's about to get the alien lady is about to give the antidote to her dude, and he's like, "No, come on, I'll give you anything," and she's just kind of looking at him like. Anything mm-hmm. and then cut to them in bed. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Ow, ow.
1: I know with like little suction cup marks from her tentacles. That cracked me and... up when she took
0: her arm away and held the suction cup marks on his chest. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. See,
1: that was pretty good. Um, and that's good this,
0: creativity. And that's something I felt like this movie was missing gun. that the others have is like you would go back to this world, and I do like this world, but like it just, it just didn't feel like they were trying that hard to be creative and fun, yeah. Yeah, it I mean, I, th- something. I think
2: the like the the biggest testament to that would be the primary villains, the twins, because mm-hmm. they were lackluster, boring, primarily CGI. Never really ploys. flesh
1: out their motivations either. Yeah, no, it's never did. Right.
2: Even when they were like, wait, maybe it was because of this, like they still didn't confirm nor deny that you know whatever their motivations were. They just hinted at it for a second. Exactly. But it, I mean, I. The whole time they're they're chasing them around the planet, and they're just walking slowly, bending some materials to their will, and then they get CGI'd as these little spectral things, and it's like, yeah, that part's kind of cool, but like, there's no, there's no investment in that character whatsoever. No, those, those characters.
1: No, yeah, I don't know. Like, to me, this movie just didn't have the same charm. I thought it was gonna have more charm. Didn't necessarily need to be the same, but it it was like it was lacking in charm, and like, I mean, it was pretty lighthearted, but to the point where nothing actually mattered. You didn't really care about anything because nothing was really grounded in any real emotions. Right. Like it just, I don't know. Like I was a little bit upset that I didn't really care for this movie that much. And the fact that I think that hurt it a lot more is that I think they probably should have made it a solid hour and a half, cut out some fat, and it would have been a much more digestible yes. movie. Yeah,
0: because I got a little bored going into the second act. Like, the first act, not not bad. not It's it's fine. Set up the characters. But second act comes around, and I got a little bored when things were going on. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Yeah, um, I mean, the
1: third act kind of picks up because they pick up that little alien dude I thought <laughs> was pretty funny. He,
2: I think he carried the second act for me anyways, because I was just, cause I mean, was, unfortunately I was looking to him the whole time to do funny things to carry the second act, but he did it pretty well.
1: Yeah. Just cause you know, the other, like he was the only like comedic element, like for the second half of the movie, yeah. which doesn't make any sense. Cause you have very, two very good actors who yeah, do have, some, I mean, talented. Chris Hemsworth has, at least has some comedic elements to him. I haven't seen Tessa Thompson. Well, I mean, Valkyrie has some comedic moments, too. Yeah, she's so got some sassy two, remarks. Yeah, you have these two characters that can definitely execute com- comedy pretty well, but you don't use them, like, you just kind of rely not, on the CGI early yeah, yeah,
0: you're relying on this little creature that we created. I, I don't know. I mean, he, he was fine. He had some good, funny moments to him. Sometimes
1: I was getting a little annoyed by him, but overall I thought he was fine—a little good, little addition, I guess. Personally, I think if he was there the entire movie, I would have gotten tired. But the fact that they just used him in the second half, because like we ran out of jokes, look at this little alien guy, and we're like, oh, thank God you're Basically. here because.
0: <laughs> I per- personally, I thought the uh, alien beard was funnier than he was.
1: That was that, a pretty good gag. That
0: was semi disturbing. <laughs> I thought that was makes me it. think
1: you got an alien in your beard. Oh, that was pretty huh? funny. Yeah, yeah. What do you got hiding up there?
0: Shit! I was like, and he's like, "Shut up!" and like stop it. Us. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's some funny parts of that. Again, I, as far as like creativity goes in this world, I just didn't feel like they were trying that hard. I don't, I don't know. There was some cool stuff. I mean, like I love the um, the I got what would you call it? The uh, hyper train from yeah, New the York uh, to super London. Bullet train. That was amazing. Like I thought that was really cool. That the is Lexus, like a flying perfect Lexus,
2: example of what. Elon Musk wants to eventually turn our transportation system into. It if does. only he
1: had alien technology to work with. You don't even need it.
2: If only the government would give him a budget. If you've you got just let him do got, what he you've wants got a to a do. With a vacuum.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: You go as fast as you want.
1: Yeah. So it's just I don't know. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, I did one thing that I liked was you. I think you saw a lot more array of aliens and even aliens that worked for MIB. You which did the...
2: was a fun twist because yeah. there's not a lot other than the Anna the analids which are the little worm guys.
1: Yeah, but they're like they like yeah, they treat them in the earlier ones just like as like they, they drink coffee and that's all they do. They don't actually <laughs> right. are productive in the other movies. So, it, I did like that they did show like a bunch of aliens actually being MIB agents. That would make sense. It makes sense if you like that you would employ aliens to help. That was yeah. But the, you saw a few cool unique ones, um, but other than that, like that was like that was the only thing that kinda like expanded the actual lore of MIB for me and everything else just seemed pretty standard. Yeah. And it's well just...
2: apparently, um the the two like big things that happened where um the original Men in Black where Will Smith fought the the bug creature in the park right, and the scene where agent T and agent M Chris Hemsworth and um, Liam Neeson Liam Neeson yeah fought the hive apparently that was supposed to take place within the same timeline okay so I mean that kind of gives us a little bit more context as to what was going on with the rest of the world while they were fighting aliens in New York so, I don't know. I think that kind of was interesting to me. Yeah.
1: Also, did it bug anybody else that they kept calling Leo... Like, it wasn't Agent T. They kept calling him High <laughs> T. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I was like, well, knock off High C, the T.
1: <laughs> well, I was just, every time they said High T, my brain's like, Ice T. And I'm like... <laughs> I think it was just because he was I at, like, an now. elevated
2: rank. Like, <laughs> yeah, Agent think, um, I- <laughs> Zeta? Or what was what was the... The head agent's name in the original ones. Agent, I oh, Agent Zed.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was
2: Agent Zed. So it's, it's they they bring, once you like elevate and rank, they bring another aspect to your code name to differentiate you from.
1: I guess it just, like, high T just sounded a little weird and clunky every time I heard it. It just yeah. pinged in my brain. I'm like, I don't like that.
2: Yeah, that's not yeah. a good trans. They could have done like Theta or something of that something. nature.
0: Something. Yeah, I don't know. Cause yeah, I kept thinking. I just kept thinking yeah. tea, high C, because wasn't that like box uh, tea or something like well, that? I, high was C was orange juice. Orange yeah. juice, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just kept thinking like a box drink. Is so
1: that high C or iced tea are the two things that come to mind? So.
0: Yeah, that was a little clunky. But yeah, Liam Neeson, um, I don't know. Should we get into spoilers here? I mean, spoilers, maybe. if
1: you can call it spoilers. Liam Neeson turns out to be the bad guy. Who didn't see that? We got a mole. Surprise. Like, how many times
0: have we did we hear throughout the movie? We got a mole. We got a mole. We got a mole. Like, all right. right. I mean, st- still not nearly as cool as Fred Savage's mole, who actually has a mole.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, <it's laughs> and just, gold member. <laughs> it was yeah.
2: fairly transparent.
0: I mean, I, I saw that I mean, from the trailer. I saw that coming it, from the trailers. Yeah,
2: it was a ploy that has been overused in. The film industry, oh, way like over you. the guy at the top is the mole. Whoa! I oh, just saw that in the stack. So of surprised! <laughs> like,
1: yeah, well, he hasn't seen your acting. Well, you son of a bitch! Just
2: kidding. That I have zero context. So okay, yeah, good. <laughs> good. Don't worry about it. Watch yeah. it. The trailers <laughs> don't really give that away
1: so much. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like. I don't know. This movie was just so middle of the road for me. Like, I didn't hate it, but I wasn't loving the time I spent with it. No. And at the end, I still wished it was like 20 minutes shorter.
0: Yes. So I got a couple of beefs here. Um, how did Molly sneak onto the island so easy? Because, like, lasers everywhere are watching the boat come right, up. Right. Lasers and yet, monitoring She's systems. not wet, so she w- took the dock, and yet the lasers don't detect her walking down the dock and well, getting on the wall.
2: I think she was wearing, like, a
0: dry suit. No, she, no, she's just wearing a tank top. Civilian clothes. Well, she, yeah. So, no so, yeah, she's not wet or anything. Her hair's, yeah, she, her hair's dry. And anyway, she's just cl- climbing the wall. Nothing's catching her. You mm-hmm. have to make a big deal about how surveillance this place
1: is. And then you just let her walk down the dock that it shows has surveillance traced on the dock. Right.
0: So, yeah, I, I don't know. And that whole scene was fine. Like, I think that's when it started to pick up again, the pace a little bit, was when we got to the island. Yeah. And I really did like, uh, It was, it's kind of funny. I thought it was Bryce Dallas Howard, but I guess it was uh, Rebecca Ferguson as the Riza character with the arm mm-hmm. and stuff. You see, I like arm. her
1: with the third arm that just punches you while you don't even expect it. So, I yeah, liked her I a lot. Off guard if I'm her honest. her <laughs> role
0: wasn't big, but I enjoyed her quite a bit. I thought yeah. she was fun.
2: She was fun. She was a fun character. The big, uh, The big bruiser guy, he was a fun character the beast her, dude her henchman yeah he was fun I did,
0: I did like when we saw Chris Hemsworth pick up a hammer and throw it at him like that was hilarious well I do like how he reaches
1: for it like it's gonna come to him He he's like yeah, and <laughs> just like reaches a little farther and I'm like I got it yeah that was that was fun so
0: that was funny there was uh, I would say I, I call this a Martha moment that happened when like the blue dudes got him by the throat he's about to you know, he's got a gun in another hand he's about to kill everybody and she's like wait I know you from when I was a child. he's like, Molly? Is that you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like, oh, I guess I'm not going to kill anybody. I to- like, somebody yeah. I knew for 30 seconds
2: back right. in the day. Well, I mean, it was like a blood oath he had sworn when he was a baby alien. So,
1: But it was
0: still a total Martha moment, is what I'm going
2: to call you it. Gotta, you gotta honor your blood oath, though.
1: I you don't like, it's, it's that's for me, it's like, nor here, nor there. Like, is it good writing? No. 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 Is it terrible writing? Eh, I mean you yes. introduced us character at the beginning and right. if they didn't come back in some shape or form it's like and, why and is that character there yeah so it's like like I, I feel the time, like that the character
0: connection made well, it, part of the character's existence deeper. is just to have her intrigued on who are these people I'm gonna figure it out someday right exactly so right. it still
1: would have served its purpose even if the character didn't come back so I'm like it's kind of like we're hearing earlier, like, I'm like, okay, sure, fine, yeah. I guess that works. I mean, he grows to get up, them out of this it's kind of cool. He
0: grew up to be beast. I keep thinking beast from X Men is what he reminded me of. Yeah, yeah pretty much living maybe. on the island as this gal's henchman. I don't I thought it was fine, but yeah, that moment there was like, I no. have an interesting tidbit for us to touch on real quick. Uh, if yeah, you guys don't
2: mind transitioning, sure? Yeah, we do we're you foilers? feel about the fact that she was given the moniker M when we saw? um in michael jackson's cameo him being agent m what are your guys' thoughts on that
1: oh i didn't even think about that yeah he's i like remember him
2: uh, yeah i remember him in it i remember him being an
0: m agent
2: yeah he was he was agent m in his cameo in number two
0: i mean there's only you know 26 letters so i'm sure you recycle through them <laughs> right right you recycle through still, it- I just, d- I wonder maybe maybe it
1: changes per bureau but also, maybe it's kind of like I Kingsman, mean, she, where there can only be one per Brero and.
2: Right. I, I mean... I don't
1: know. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's something like... I it's just one thought of those that was
2: an interesting, interesting thing that I had noticed. Like, like why would they have picked
1: M? I mean, I know her name is Maul. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of Was because I mean, her name But Maul. then you're like, you could have just written her a new <sighs> name and just a moniker that we hadn't actually seen. Right. Specifically. I don't know.
2: It's... It just seemed strange to me for them to use that one specifically when that one had already been used specifically in the past for, like, a cameo that they had drawn attention to. Yeah. So it was just seemed like a strange move, and I was wondering if you guys had any different insight to
0: uh,
1: it. Not, not really. really. <laughs> it was just kind of like Jinx. one of those weird inconsistencies that happens throughout series, I guess. Yeah. I mean, this one didn't really attach itself too far to the original 3 so right. at least I it mean, wasn't it as was, inconsistent
0: as dark phoenix that's it true it was wildly more consistent
2: <laughs> than dark phoenix i mean they had the analids in there who like typical analids do they were on their way out of the bureau right before shit hit the fan so <laughs> that's true <laughs> like that is what they do they pack up their suitcase and they get off the planet for a little bit till yep. things cool down <laughs> So, <laughs> that, I thought that was pretty pretty cool how they brought them back because I mean if you don't see them, is it even a Men in Black movie? <laughs> I mean that's true.
1: Right. You only see them once in the movie too. They're not even drawn yeah. like
2: it's just it's just in passing when she's on her way through the through the main hub yeah of transportation yeah but it was still still nice to see them yeah um they had the the Tommy Lee and Will Smith um, bit, where they're you know in the artist rendition of what happened in the the park in New York. Um, I'm trying to think what other callbacks they had to the originals. I'm drawing know. a that's, blank. That's really
1: the only one. Oh, it, the talking dog.
2: The talking the talking pug in the yeah. hallway. Yep. Yeah, yeah and I, the same old guy. Yeah, this s- the same old guy. Um, or at
1: least how I remember him. Same old guy.
2: Yeah, it it was the same guy. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I looked that up. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's I mean, quite a few callbacks. I do need to go back callbacks. and watch the original. There's quite a few callbacks and Easter eggs and stuff that I just I yeah, am drawing blank three. on now. But uh, let's yeah, see here. I think here. they did a pretty okay job in integrating little little nods.
1: Yeah, but. it's the thing. It's like it can exist entirely separate, like with different oh, yeah. heroes. It so absolutely
2: you know, could have you know been its own own movie completely without any nods. But
1: yeah. But I don't know, it's just... I don't,
0: I, see, I like the idea of this all being international and, like, expanding the universe, but I just... This, no. It does just make sense. Yeah. It could have been such a better script, I feel like. I mean, they've got to be all over the planet. It
2: can't be New York is the only place Right, and I agree with that.
0: I just The script could have been so much better, and there could have been, again, better better written characters for both uh, Hemsworth and... Uh, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Yeah. They could have had better chemistry together. Yeah. I was really I, disappointed by how, well... Because it didn't suck, but it just was not great at all, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and as I'm going to quote my girlfriend here, she said it was just okay, and I quote, and I have a really low bar for movies.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She does, doesn't she? Yeah. So I'm like,
1: okay, if you didn't like it, like the average person is probably not loving this.
2: No. Yeah, and I do have a fairly low bar for movies.
0: We'll find out later what it got on Rotten
1: Tomatoes when we do our Rotten Tomato betting. I already know. (laughs) I was waiting for the score to come. I'm like, come on, come so on. So I got, I got a question for you guys.
0: They're out and they, they end up. I did like that little uh, hovercraft thing, and they, you know, they end up taken to the desert on accident. That,
2: um, that was fun. I thought. Where do they get a fire
0: for? Where where the wood for building a fire in the desert?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, there's that. Also, uh, uh, maybe what,
1: it's in the trunk of the vehicle. I don't know. <laughs> One thing that I thought was weird is, you know, like they're driving that little hovercraft around and then she starts flashing that group of people. It's like, pew, pew, you know, like forget. I honestly thought they were gonna drive through and just she would just be flashing everybody as they were driving through, but they only flashed flashed that first mob. That one crowd and like, but everybody else still saw it.
2: Right. But they're just driving through real fast and she's just holding it out like Mm, doo-doo, 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 like no yeah. flash people, flash everybody. What do you do? Flash doing?
1: everyone, yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, but also yeah, like firewood. I don't know. There was something else that I was trying to remember, I'm like that. what How does that happen? But I cannot remember. I saw this movie yesterday, and I cannot remember I hardly know. anything about it. <laughs> it's Sounds not a good a sign. It says
0: a lot about the movie. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about the ending just here a little bit. So we got the ending, felt to me a little bit rushed, but yeah, we find out, oh my gosh, Liam Neeson's the bad guy this whole time. Whoa, like, big pop who It's
1: almost like, you know, uh, God, what's, what's his name? Frasier? Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. If you have him in a movie, it's like, Kelsey Grammer turned out to be a bad guy. Yeah, we know. That's his thing. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> like Liam Neeson, like if he's not strictly the hero like in Taken, he's the bad guy. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I oh gosh. Yeah. Definitely of course I saw that coming. I mean, er, who didn't see that coming. So yeah, no big yeah. surprise there. He's the bad guy. Like yeah, well mentor turned?
2: All signs pointed, Todd.
0: So yeah, there's tiny, tiny little out with him in the church thing, bell tower, I don't know. Top in the Eiffel Tower. Top of the Eiffel Tower. Top of the <laughs> Eiffel, tower. <laughs> the of the Eiffel tower, tower, the weird
1: Ellis Island for that aliens. Like,
0: uh, yeah. Which
2: yeah, was the, weird the migration point for aliens. Yeah. I thought that was kind of So what is that like a black hole's
0: opening up here and yeah, it's like a Agent M's getting sucked into it. And that's another thing too, that little guy. A- it's kind of cool. The, I like his little grappling hooks. That was cool. That yeah. was adorable. But how the hell does tiny little itty bitty arms like have the strength to pull her back? Well, see, that's the thing. Is we He's don't an know alien.
2: anything about the 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 species. We what we do know is he has that tiny little gun that's like the size of A pencil eraser. Well we do notice he talks too much. It like when he shot it at them when they first found him, like that was a pretty big bang for that little gun. Yeah. Like that was like noisy cricket for his size, so I will say I do like when he
0: I think he jumped onto her hand and she's like, what, you gonna (laughs) jump to my shoulder? I could have jumped a little higher, but that would have been inappropriate.
2: Yeah, it would yeah. have been
0: a little bit more awkward. Yeah, so I it,
1: like I said, he had some pretty good lines. Not every line was a winner, but I still liked him overall. Yeah, he was yeah. kind of
0: the Olaf of this.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would say so. He was a he was a fun comedic relief little bit character that so, I I enjoyed his presence. Anybody got
0: a standout moment in this? No.
1: Not really. It was um, like I said, like I can't even remember it. Like the standout moment was maybe when he's calling Chris Hemsworth a jackass while they're fixing the bike. I was like, gonna say made, the exact that made same me thing. When yeah. they were
2: working on the bike in the desert and he was <laughs> talking for them and he was translating what she said I mean, I into sp- these snarky remarks. And for I thought that was a standout
0: moment. Really I, honestly, funny. I think mine is just Agent H age in bed with the alien. Cups. He chose that her he chose funny. him or, or, excuse me. She chose him over her Yep. Former lover and yeah, I just like that anything and then cut to them in bed. Yeah, it was very great. Captain Kirk of them to do that. that yeah, right? that's what I said earlier. Yes. I was like, yeah. So that—that's why I stand, I don't know. Biggest surprise, I have none for this because we saw it coming a mile away. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it very standard. Like, I, I don't know. By the book sounds too, like, even better than what this movie was. Right. And this last act was
0: just rushed it, and then over with. I'm like, okay, well, that's over. It was
2: just replaying an old ploy. Yeah. Just,
1: like, you know. all of the tropes that this employed were 100%, like, done to death already. Oh, yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, I I kept seeing um, Tessa Thompson. Like, she's got, like, a like a natural charisma. Um Maybe it's just the fact that she's adorable, but I kept seeing her like wanting to shine through in this movie and like almost getting there, but then like the the plot stifled it, and I think it was a, a little bit of an injustice to what she could have done to that role. Makes me a little sad, and I think the same thing happened for Chris Hemsworth.
0: Yeah, again, I would. I, I think I would love this... She's already established. Like this starts on day one. Maybe, maybe follow her around is the story because it kind of follows them both equally-ish. But I would say follow her around is the main story. Hurt is day one of her jo- on the job, and she's assigned this older agent, and away we go. I don't know. I just there's so much. I feel like they could have done with this, but kind of mm. done talking about this. I don't know about you guys.
1: Oh, I've already forgotten.
0: <laughs> well, why don't we do our final thoughts and grades here, and
1: uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up. Daniel, would you like to go first? Sure. Sure set the benchmarks entertainment wise three to four out of 10. Like I wasn't loving it. I wasn't like for an action comedy series, not enough action or comedy. And it would just got slogged down. Like I said, cut 20 minutes off of this, make it a solid hour and a half, probably a lot more digestible. As Far as grade wise, I'm just probably going to give it like a solid D. Like I'm probably never going to rewatch this again. At least not on my own accord. Maybe somebody's like, let's watch that. I'm like, sure, sure. Put that's it on. Those.
0: You watch the first and you're like, well, might as well watch the fourth to be a completionist. <laughs> yeah. And it's
1: just like, I don't know. I was not enthused and I was kind of let down, even though I thought this was just going to be like a stupid, fun movie. And it wasn't even that. Like I didn't really enjoy myself. So that's what it, I degrade in a three to four out of 10 for entertainment wise.
0: All right. Well, Connor, what's your overall thoughts and grade and, Overall entertainment out of ten. I would say entertainment
2: wise, I would give it out of ten. I would give it probably a five, five and a half. I go five and a half. Five and a half. I had fun. I thought the comedy was uh, it was pretty good, but it it had room to grow. Um, Action scenes were definitely where it was lacking the most. Um yeah I think five and a half is is a good i think in in all marks they could improve um but it wasn't awful so I think all around grade rewatchability I'm gonna have to give it a s like a c minus to c okay right in that range I would say it's right about average it wasn't unenjoyable for any standout reason and it wasn't it didn't stand out to me as a as an incredibly enjoyable movie, so I think uh, I think sounds probably like, just a flat C grade is is where I would put like it. Sounds like
1: free rewatchability is a background movie while you're doing stuff. Exactly. <laughs> kind of like it's Space another Balls. background music. Yeah. Yep, Spaceballs,
2: <laughs> Young Frankenstein. Right, yeah,
0: I'm kind of on the same same level you are. I mean, overall, I thought this was a pretty weak script. It could have been a lot better. Chris Hemsworth and uh, well, I don't know why I keep forgetting her name. I don't know. You've seen Tessa her in Thompson. like two Tessa Creed Tessa movies. Tessa Thompson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, they saved this movie. I mean, even him or, or excuse me, um, even Liam Neeson could have been anybody in this movie that like, could have been cast in that role. I feel like he, he yeah. was OK, but anybody yeah. could have been in that role. Like, really like, play yeah, play to his strength. But yeah, so they, they overall, you know, it was it was OK. Could have been a lot better, especially if you're going to expand this universe and like you're going to get away from Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones and go a different direction with this. You got to do it right
1: especially if you land such good talent like they did, and then they fucked it up everywhere else. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, entertain- I mean, who
2: wouldn't have want to have been a part of the Men in Black franchise? Right. Yeah. Like, as a reboot, like, hell yeah, I would want to take a crack at that. But they uh, they fumbled a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's still a few moments here and there, action scenes, but I don't know. I would still say overall entertainment. I'm just going to give it a in the middle, 5 out of 10. Grade-wise, yeah, summing up everything, I think I'm just going to give it solid C. No. Didn't suck, but it was not great at all. It's solid C, and yeah, rewatchability is going to be very low on this one for me. And I would even say, if you just don't get around to seeing theaters, oh well, like check it out on Netflix eventually. Not a loss. Not a loss. Yeah. So I think... Uh, so you got two Cs I, and a D here, it sounds like. Yep. <laughs> I wouldn't
2: hate seeing them try to turn this into like a like a full reboot going into like
0: a series. I'd like, l- I'd like I, to I see another one, it. but get different writers. Not gonna yeah. lie,
1: we're in the day where, how fun would this be if they turned it into like a light hearted X-Files series, like a cable series, like HBO or something, right? where you get a bunch of new agents in, and you just make it like anthology, episodical, seriously that would be awesome we
2: are in the perfect age for that like i think and it might be 12 episode seasons you know keep keep it low keep so that way you can put a bigger budget per episode yeah you could even turn it into
0: like a alien crime mystery like yeah all you'd have to do is like make it see i let daniel submit that idea
1: yeah it's just (laughs) like you just have it like you know every episode isn't necessarily connected but then like x-files you have like a lore arc Going yeah. through each like season, like
0: a larger story arc, like uh,
1: like yeah.
2: Dexter, like you know, you
0: have that would be pretty amazing. Yeah, I, episodes, that actually would be a, maybe a better place for this. Yeah. Um, it'd be kind of like a, like
2: yeah. an Agents of Shield spinoff series. Like mm-hmm. maybe throw some of those lesser known characters in there. Maybe yeah, get, you could
1: put anybody as an agent because it would not matter. You just make them exactly. good, likable characters.
2: Exactly, it could be anybody. Yeah. It could. It, you could literally just pick any random famous person and be like, oh, yeah, obviously they're an
0: alien. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, I
2: think that would be a lot of fun.
0: Well, Yeah, I we...
2: wouldn't be mad if they tried to make it into a new series and then that way we have, you know, hopefully some improvement. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't be too mad about yeah. that.
1: That's my million-dollar idea that someone's probably already pitched. <laughs>
0: probably. I don't know. Let's start writing it. All right. Why don't we move on here and get into some uh, gambling so we can see uh, who's getting assigned a sign of movie next week? So, should we review
1: our last? Yes, yeah, so
0: we're gonna talk about last week. So, last week we gambled on Men in Black International. I said sixty-two percent, and Daniel said seventy percent. Connor's gonna look up the actual score.
1: I could tell you right now. Let us know who won.
0: (laughs) Nope, Connor's our middleman for this stuff.
1: Okay, Connor, what is Men in Black International at currently?
0: I
2: am looking for it. It's loading. Loading. Ooh. Yep. Tomato meter. We have a 24%.
1: Which is crazy because it went up. <laughs> it was at twenty
0: three. All right. Well, I believe that makes mm, Jordan here me the winner.
1: Yeah, that would make you Jordan here the winner.
0: Is it just me or are the critics
2: just brutal recently? Well,
1: they've
0: seen it all. though was the 24. part of it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. so I'm going to sign Daniel a movie. Uh, let's see here. Should we go with DiCaprio again? Another three hour DiCaprio movie. I, don't know. I actually Make got this something else. The summer of so we're, 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 You know what? I got something for Daniel. We're in the summer I season didn't know here.
1: Jago Unchained was three hours.
0: <laughs> we're in the summer season here. You know what? So I'm going to give Daniel, you know, a summer kind of blockbuster type movie. There was one that he missed last year that he didn't get around to seeing that he's going to watch now. Daniel, enjoy Jurassic World: The Fallen Kingdom.
1: Fuck, dude, I've seen that. I thought you didn't see it. Well, I mean, I've seen it where I watched the last forty-five minutes of it, and I got the gist. That doesn't count, then. But I know the twist ending.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that kind of spoils. The All thing.
1: right, come. On. All right, we're gonna pause here.
0: Does that count? I mean, come on, make him watch it from the beginning, from the beginning to end. I don't think that's any fun. Yeah, but I might probably
1: saw only forty-five minutes of it. I mean. Come on, that's all you need to see. Yeah, pretty much. Like I saw, I saw, the last I saw from the mansion. But does that count as seeing? Has seen the movie? I saw the yeah. mansion to the like the complete end of the movie. All right, Daniel. Well, speaking of
0: mansions, you're gonna watch Citizen Kane this week.
1: Fuck. can I go back?
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just stuck stuck with Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. No. You're gonna watch Citizen and Kane. You're gonna watch another story about an up and coming.
1: But belly- I know the ending to that one too. Well, too bad. You're going to watch it. Should have stuck with... Uh... Arguably, I probably shouldn't have because, you know, it's...
0: yeah. All right. So, Daniel's going to watch Citizen Kane and come back. So, this week, we're going to... So, I was thinking of gambling on the new Toy Story, but I've already seen... The score is, like, at 100. People are saying on. I've seen it in commercials. Maybe it's dropped, like, 1%. But... So, I was thinking we'll do the new Child's Play movie because I have no idea what that's at right now. So, Daniel...
1: Yeah, I probably yeah. shouldn't have folded up my piece of paper. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, I don't know because this, this, maybe they did a good job of rebooting it. Maybe not. Maybe it's going to be just complete dog crap. Mark Hamill's the voice of Chucky. This could be good. They've done good advertising with the posters. They those have been hilarious. But yeah,
1: they've nailed a lot of stuff leading up to the release. I don't.
0: Know, I have my answer written down here. Releases on the same once day gets
1: as Toy Story.
0: So look it up while Daniel writes down his answer, or do you have it already? And even Uh, if there's not a score, don't say anything yet till we submit our scores. Oh, god damn
2: it. Is it just called Child's
0: Play? I think so. Oh, yeah. Child's Play 2019.
1: I want this to be good. Like, they've nailed so much leading up to the release. And, like, you know. I
0: want this to be good. I really do. And horror
1: movies have... We've gotten an uptake of quality horror... In the last few years.
0: I don't know. I got my answer. As soon as Dana writes down his, we'll give them. Okay.
1: I wrote down my answer. Probably Probably going to fuck myself over again, but here we are. All right, so
0: for Child's Play, the new one, 2019, I wrote down 55%. Kind of in the middle. So not quite fresh, just below fresh. I got fifty-five. I don't think it's going to be complete dog crap in the teens or, you know, single digits. But I don't think it's
1: going to be ripe, sixties, seventies, eighties. I really need to stop being so optimistic. We'll find out. But I wrote 78%. seventy-eight percent. Seventy-eight percent. They've nailed Daniel. so much going into it. Oh God! Have you? Does it have a score? As of,
0: as of now, what is the score for Child's It's got Play? a score. All right. You want to know the score? Sure. Because it can go All up right. and down in the next week, Daniel. You never know.
2: It's only got 36 critics' con- critics consensus so far. But the score is
0: 67%. Okay, so we're kind of in the middle. That's what, actually not, okay, what, did so you, what
2: is the split on that? 55 to 67, that's 12. What is it? 78. You wrote 78. So you're
1: what? So, what, 11? 11,
2: yeah. So you're closer right now, Daniel. Yeah, you're closer to the current score. So if it goes... I'm happy... To, so, what,
1: so
0: you said it's
1: 60, what? 67%. 67, okay. Yeah. Okay. So is it we go off of release day score?
0: Yeah, next time of recording, whatever the score is.
1: Well, hopefully I win. So this could...
0: Yeah. Never citizen know. Citizen can. I'm, a, I'm, actually, I'm actually happy to hear that it's uh, doing semi well in the ripe area. All right. Yeah, I mean, me too. That's exciting.
2: I was going to say like 48% is what I was going to guess. Yeah.
1: But. So just Citizen can. I'm going to need to borrow it because. That's fine. God knows I don't own it. <laughs> a black and white movie? Gross. <laughs>
0: All right. I love black and
1: white movies. (laughs) All right, well, yeah,
0: let's wrap this up here. All right, everyone, thanks for uh, tuning in this week. We appreciate it. Uh, Connor, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? uh,
2: On Instagram at K-E-R-N-N-E-R-R-R, Kerner, at Kerner. That's me. That's all I got.
1: Awesome. And Daniel, where can they find us? They can find us On Twitter and Instagram, on Movies underscore Brews. Let us know what you thought of MIB. Loved it, hated it. Would rather watch the first one again? Let us know.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, next time we'll be back here talking the new Toy Story.
1: Woo! Woo! I am
0: very excited for that.
1: I am still very anxious.
0: I'm actually going to, probably after this, go watch Toy Story 2. Do it. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you for sharing the podcast with friends. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. 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 Toodaloo.